0: Welcome to Lifelines, this is John Augustine. Today's person, says his biographer, might well be the best known figure from America's past that most people know almost nothing about. In a national survey, barely half the respondents stated that he had actually existed, placing him somewhere between Paul Bunyan and the abominable snowman. Our author has also dubbed him the patron saint of misinformation. Legends have grown up around him like kudzu. He spent his life on the American frontier without ever reaching the Mississippi River. Old acquaintances testified that he had been kicked in the head by a horse. But the Indians recognized him as a holy fool, a man of sacred power. He was indisputably eccentric, ascetic, and beloved. The biographer, Howard Means, has attempted to pin down the truth, as near as possible, about John Chapman, who entered American mythology as Johnny Appleseed. First thing people noticed was his clothes, or lack of same. He wore two hats at once, one of them a saucepan, and he stored books in the other one. His shirt was often a coffee sack with holes punched out, and he always went barefoot, though he walked thousands and thousands of miles through the wilderness. Johnny was a rover. In the last five years of his life, approaching 70, he slept indoors perhaps a total of five weeks. But although he was never comfortable in civilization, he got along with everyone he met. The one thing people have heard about him is apples. But that's a lot more interesting than you might suppose. Ohio was the promised land in the early 1800s and the Ohio River was the path through the wilderness. You could acquire 100 acres in the Ohio Territory free if you planted 50 apple trees and 20 peach trees. That proviso discouraged squatters and encouraged true settlers. Now, you propagate sound apple trees by grafting slips, not from apple seeds. Johnny's counter-cultural approach was gleaning seeds from the leftover mash at the cider mills, tramping back out beyond the edge of civilization and establishing small orchards that would be ready by the time the first settlers showed up. Most of the apples from these trees were stunted and bitter, closer to a crab apple. But the pioneers didn't care. They dried the fruit for winter, used the vinegar as an all-purpose medicine, but especially fermented bushels of apples for hard cider. The frontier beverage of choice at breakfast, lunch, and dinner for men, women, and children. But Johnny brought more than apples. Midway through the journey of his life, he encountered the mystical teachings of Immanuel Swedenborg, a leading guru of the 19th century. Those books Johnny carried in his hat were Swedenborgian texts, and Appleseed became his evangelist, a Latter-day John the Baptist, a wilderness saint. Coming upon a farm cabin, he would announce joyfully that he had brought fresh news from heaven. Settlers living on the edge were hungry for any news and often sat spellbound by their long-haired Nazarite visitor whose eyes glowed like embers in the fire. As Ohio filled up with towns and apples, Johnny took his mission west to Indiana where he planted and evangelized until his death in 1845. His obituary in the Fort Wayne newspaper explained his strange life of privation, that the more he endured in this world, the greater would be his happiness in the next, that he was securing snug quarters in the hereafter. Then the misinformation apparatus went into full gear and the legends took over. Where and when he was born, where he traveled and planted, yarns of his endurance, all made a mash worthy of a cider mill. The first serious effort to codify the facts of his life appeared 25 years after his death in Harper's Monthly, the leading literary magazine of its day. That article became the standard, if not particularly accurate version, for the next century. Without it, Appleseed's story might have disappeared entirely. His immortality was assured in 1948 with the release of a short Walt Disney movie. It's always a mixed blessing to be disney and that cartoon surely boosted Johnny's status as the best-known misknown American frontiersmen. Now, remember that rain barrel full of fermenting apples that made apple seed such a welcome guest? That tradition continued right up to the passage of Prohibition in 1919. No way the Midwestern states would have voted for Prohibition unless hard cider was exempted, and so it was. For the 14 years our country was dry, the descendants of Johnny's apples continued to percolate happily at the back door of thousands of American farmhouses. This program has been Lifelines. I'm John Augustine.